Hello and welcome to another episode of Sibling Saturday. I'm one of your hosts, Jacob. With me as always is Sabrina. How are you, Sabrina? Good. How are you? And joining us again is our other sister, Samantha. How are you, Samantha? Doing good. It's uh, early morning today. <laughs> it's early for you. <laughs> it's early for you. It's no longer early for me and I blame Ashley. I was just telling her that yesterday. I said, you know, I used to sleep in until about 10 o'clock. Think about the latest I've slept is probably nine, maybe. You mean on the days like that you don't that, work? That obviously. I don't work is maybe nine o'clock. God, I wish uh, I could sleep that late. I usually just sleep till like seven thirty. So this ain't early then for you. This is early for me to actually be out and about. Oh. <laughs> uh, out and about? Nah, see. You gotta do things. Gotta do things early. By the end yeah. of the day, you're gonna feel extremely accomplished and sleepy. And sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. You're gonna sleep good tonight then. All right, you got the uh, quote. Of the day and the day of today. A person who does things that count doesn't usually stop to count them. Good one. Hmm. All right. The National Day. Summer's Giving. National Catfish Day. National Leon Day. And National Strawberry Parfait Day. Hmm. What is Summer's Giving? Well, it sounds like to me like a Thanksgiving in the summertime. I mean, that's, hmm. doesn't that, isn't so that like a barbecue? Like? Yeah, maybe yeah. like have a cookout or something. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of Summer's Giving. No, nope, me neither, but it's a <laughs> national day, so. All, All right. right. We have, uh, Sabrina, I don't remember when you came up with this, the idea for this episode, but it is a while. We, we've been sitting on this one for a while. Yeah. To, to, <laughs> to do this one. Um, so we're going to talk about the, the fun thing that is divorce. Yes. Um, the effects, the effects that it can have on children and how it affected us siblings. Um, you know, and I, I don't even think that we've honestly ever communicated about this to each other. Like, not that, not that that I know of, no. So. I guess everyone gets to hear. Everyone first gets to hear our first conversation, conversation about, <laughs> about how we feel about it. Um, so that'll be interesting. Um, not that it's always all bad, um, but I'm sure it's it, you know it has its plus and minuses. And mm-hmm. um, I found a thing after we go through one of the one of the articles we have and some of our experiences. I found one of the positive effects. Mm-hmm. I did too. Of yeah. Divorce, because I think there are some. Well, they say, what do they say? Um, that actually, eighty um, percent of kids exhibit zero negative effects from the divorce of their parents, which hmm. I think is a pretty good percentage. I was going to say, yeah, based on how many people actually get divorced this day and age. Um, but so you were. Jacob, you were two. Yeah, so I, I don't really remember yeah. much as far as like so he the before really have a memory, right? So I think you were two. And Samantha, how old? I think I was about seven. It's hard to remember a lot. There's very few things like I don't remember like if there was any fighting or any of that. I don't really remember that that led up to the divorce. Okay, so I probably obviously <laughs> have the most. <laughs> 
yeah negative memories mine was more like knowing that there's now two different houses and you know you're going to your dad's house at this time right but there wasn't really like a something like i don't know what led up to it yeah i have a very vivid memory um i know it's a sad one but i remember when dad told you samantha um I was sitting in the living room and he was sitting on his desk chair and you were sitting in his lap and you just, you sobbed and you sobbed and you sobbed and I felt horrible for you. Um, I'll never, I'll never forget that. That's that crazy. And you probably don't yeah, even remember even, that. Yeah, I don't. You don't even remember no. that. And yeah. I don't. That's crazy. Um, I remember that. But I was... I think it was the summer after seventh grade. So I was in seventh grade going into eighth grade. So for me, you know, I was hitting my, you know, early preteen years and Mm kind of doing my own thing anyways. But I was a little bit more aware of everything that was going on. Not everything, but a little bit more aware. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nope. No memory for me. No. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, and maybe that's a good thing. Um, I don't. You know, I don't know. I mean, the sad part about it is that you didn't get to experience what it was like. Right. With the know, both of be, them. Right. right. To have both of them there. So that's. Um, that's the. Yeah, that's the negative the part, part. But the, yeah. the positive part is I wasn't also like I don't remember the split either. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, because that was just the normal for me. That exactly. was that was, you know, about as it, I think it would have been weird to not have that. Just because that's all I really know or really can remember. Right. I remember um, being devastated, but also very relieved. So that's got to say something. Yeah. Well, because I think even (laughs) if you're not seeing like your parents fighting or anything like that, you can tell, Mm -hmm. you know, there's something going on, especially once you're, you know, as old as you were. Right. And it affected everyone. It Mm -hmm. definitely affected me. Um but yeah, I mean it's always sad, but there was a little bit of relief there because it towards the end it was not fun. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet. Um, all right, we can get into uh, this first article here. Um, Sabrina, did you want to uh, say number one of the ten effects divorce ha- can have on children? Sure. Um, they feel angry. Kids may feel angry about divorce. If you think about it, it makes sense. Their whole world is changing and they don't necessarily have much input. Anger can strike at any age, but it's particularly present with school-age kids and teens. These emotions may arise from feelings of abandonment or loss of control. Anger may even be directed inward as some children blame themselves for their parents' divorce. Obviously, that's a common feeling, I think. Especially like in the beginning yeah. Um I did see a video where this this dad was telling this I don't know, he was probably 8 9 or so and he was like, "Hey, you know, me and mom aren't going to be together anymore. I'm going to I'm moving and you know, you're going to spend time at both of our houses and all that." And he just went, "Oh, okay." <laughs> and he was like, "Does that make you sad? Are you are you mad?" No. And then he said, are you happy? And he's like, 
yeah, I'm pretty happy. He goes, then I'm happy. And then just runs away. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, that's cute. <laughs> that little kid was, that little kid knows more than, <laughs> than the dad probably. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like anger's, I mean, that's why I was number one. Cause I feel like that's like your first, I feel like I could see that being like the first kind of like emotion you yeah. have or like one of the first at least when you were older did you ever did you guys ever feel that like when you got a little bit older i don't feel like it was anger i feel like it was more like let down like one of those things where like we grew up and we didn't have both parents around and i think it was more like I don't feel like I spent enough time with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think it was one of those things where it was like, dang, that sucks. But I don't think I was angry. Yeah, I don't think I ever had any anger. I did have the, you know, while they were together until they had me. So, you know, I did have that feeling, you know, for a little while where I was like, okay, you know, was I like the thing that pushed him over the edge? No, you weren't. Which... Right, that's, I mean, it's stupid to think that because there's... He was excited. He was finally of, getting his boy. Yeah, yeah. right, because there's plenty of, of reasons for it. But, you know, when you're a kid and you're like, well, why aren't they, you know, no. together at all? Um, that was a thought that creeped in my head. But I, I wouldn't say I ever had, like, any, like, real anger or anything like that. Yeah. Um, Samantha, do you have the number two? Yeah, number two. So they may withdraw socially. So you may all know no you may also notice that your social butterfly child has become quiet, shy, or anxious. They're likely thinking about and feeling a lot. They may seem uninterested or even fearful of social situations like hanging out with friends, attending school events. They may have low self-image with both divorce and social withdrawal so you want to make sure that you're boosting your child's confidence and inner dialogue which may help them come out of their shell again so do you feel sabrina that you withdrew socially after the divorce at all i'll be honest i think it may even have did the opposite for me i think my I bet part of my way of coping was actually becoming more social so I didn't have to be present in that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, So for me, I actually think it was the opposite. Um, I didn't, yeah. I I wanted to be out with my friends. I didn't want to have to, you know. Well, yeah, because if you're not at home, you're not really dealing with Mm -hmm. whatever, you know. So versus kind of like shutting down, you more went outward versus more inward. Right. It makes sense. Um, All right. Number three, their grades might suffer. Academically, kids going through divorce may earn lower grades and even face a higher dropout rate compared to their peers. These effects may be seen as early as age six but may be more noticeable as kids reach the ages of 13 to 18 years old. There are several possible reasons for this link, including that children may feel neglected, depressed, or distracted by increased conflict between their parents. With time, less interest in academics at the high school level may trickle over the less interest with furthering their education overall. I could definitely see grades 
being bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I I mean, I wasn't a very good student. Can't blame it on the divorce. I was too. That <laughs> 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 was well and over with <laughs> by then. Um, so, uh, but I could definitely see like, I, I mean, mean. I know you say it's well and over with, but sometimes you got to think like our whole life it may have played a role in that that you just didn't realize. True. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I suppose. Just everything that went on um, right. probably affected it. Right, I suppose. I I don't think, for us, I don't think our grades suffered. <laughs> no, Samantha I, loved school. <laughs> yeah. I do like school. <laughs> I, um, I don't yeah, think I that's ever changed. <laughs> no. My grades never suffered. I did pretty well in school, so... Yeah, I've always liked school. Yeah. So, <laughs> nah, I didn't get that. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get that trait. I didn't get that gene. You probably got that from dad. I don't think he likes school either. <laughs> <Right>. Probably. <laughs> uh, All right, number four, Sabrina. They feel separation anxiety. Younger children may show signs of separation anxiety, such as increased crying or clingingness. Of course, it's also a developmental milestone that tends to be begin between the ages of six to nine months and resolve by 18 months. Still older toddlers and kids may show signs of separation anxiety or may ask for the other parent when they're not around. Some kids may respond well to a consistent routine as well as visual tools such as a calendar with visitations clearly labeled on it. Yeah, I think that's super important. Yes. I feel like this one should be more towards the top. Um... I think separation anxiety is a huge thing. And I think if you, maybe it affects like kids more like when they're older and more aware mm-hmm. um, than more like if they're younger. Right. And they haven't because they don't really know any different. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a huge one. Yeah. See, I don't remember if I ever w- like asked. Yeah, I don't either. You know what I mean? I'm sure I, I probably know. did. I, yeah, I would I would think so. I don't know. Yeah, but... She was out being a social butterfly. Yeah, she <laughs> was. <laughs> she yeah. I mean, I remember being very... Um, I could say angry, but like upset at the fact that we didn't get to see him very often. Um, I know I wanted him to be a part of more of things that were going on mm-hmm. um, and it just wasn't and I don't you know only he would know that answer but um, that for me I think is what was more upsetting. Yeah I think it plays more of a role when when you get older so when mm-hmm. you know you were two I was seven I noticed it more him not being around when I hit the teenage years when you're like hey yeah. You're old enough to be like, hey, why aren't you here? Yeah, f- <laughs> for me, it was when I was playing, once I started playing sports. Right, yeah. exactly. That's, that was the big one, because yeah. I'm like, now, you know, just never yeah. going to come. Or yeah, exactly. <laughs> Or what, you yeah. know. And I think that's where it came for me, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Is when you're starting to do more things where, like, like hey. you see, like, oh, oh, parents come to this uh-huh. thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's when you really start noticing it. When you were as young as we were, yeah, you know, where you don't really remember the, the split, really. Mm-hmm. Right. All right, Samantha, number five. All right, number five. Little ones may regress. So toddlers and preschoolers between the ages of 18 months and six years 
may revert back to behaviors like clinginess, bedwetting, thumb sucking, temper tantrums. If you notice this, it could be a sign of increased stress on your child or their difficulty with transition. These behaviors can be worrisome. You may not know where to start with helping them. The keys here are continual reassurance and consistency in the environment that make your child feel safe. That also sounds like what we were just talking about, about having another child. Yeah, right. Having young kids and Mm -hmm. having another child. Yeah, that's that I could definitely see like kids that maybe already grew out of like a certain stage mm-hmm. kind of go back. Um, if if anything, too, you can really think about that might be like a thing they're going back to when the parents were together. You know what I mean? They're, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe they're thinking, oh, I got to go, you know, I got to go back and then everything will be back to yeah, normal. Yeah. You know, it's like a subconscious thing almost. Um, All right, number six, their eating and sleeping patterns change. One 2019 study poses the question whether or not children literally carry the weight of divorce. While body mass index in kids doesn't immediately show an impact, the BMI over time may be significantly higher than children who haven't gone through divorce. And these effects are particularly noted in kids who experience uh, separation before turning six years old. Children in most age groups also encounter sleep issues, which may contribute to weight gain. These go, this goes back to regression, but also includes things like nightmares or belief in monsters or other uh, fantastical beings that bring about feelings of anxiety around bedtime. Hmm. I feel like that's a common thing anyways with kids. Yeah. With kids? I don't know. Divorce or not. I don't know because I remember um, like some of my friends in school, like they used to say they never had bad dreams, hardly ever. Hmm. I had bad dreams all the time. Yeah. Like all the time. Hmm. So I don't know. You I know. remember your worst dream was when your when a crocodile took your packer blanket and you were highly upset. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> well, I got eaten in that dream. I would get eaten well, by the alligator. That I don't remember. All <laughs> I know is that this alligator took your packer blanket. But you know what's and creepy is I would have that I don't I would refuse to sleep with that blanket because I would have I would have that dream every time I slept with that blanket. So oh, I was like, "Now nah, that I ain't, I ain't sleeping with that blanket no more. Get that blanket away from me. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Get that thing away from me." Um, but yeah, no, that yeah, that was a reoccurring dream I had when I was little. <laughs> um, but all right, uh, Sabrina you got number seven. Uh, they may pick sides when parents fight. Research explains that children go through both cognitive dissonance and loyalty conflict this is just a fancy way of saying that they feel uncomfortable being stuck in the middle not knowing if they should side with one parent over the other this may show up as an intense need for fairness even if it's harmful to their own development kids may also show their discomfort with increased stomach aches or headaches the loyalty conflict may become even more pronounced as children get older eventually leading to a total break in contact with one parent though the chosen parent may change with time hmm could definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I could definitely see that. I think it's extremely sad when um, parents allow their child to pick sides. 
Um, well, and also I f- that, in my opinion, is the terrible parents. when they when they put them oh. in the middle. Like they, right. you're bashing the other parent mm-hmm. to your kid, and you know, doing all that. That's so like, I don't think when you have a kid together and it then your relationship doesn't work out. Your relationship's never over. You just have to exactly. create a new relationship, which is you know what they call that uh, co-parenting or whatever. You right. have to be able to be civil with one another and keep any issues right you have to bite your to tongue yourselves. I'm sure there's yeah. other people that you can vent to mm-hmm. you don't have to vent your yeah, child you don't like cuz to your child that's your the two parents mm-hmm. that's never going to go away that's always their you know so they they need to be able to you know grow in their own way and be around you know the both of them and not have to be put in the middle of you know, arguments or disagreements or, you know, whatever didn't cause the divorce should not be at all the kid's problem or issue to right. deal with. Mm-hmm. They didn't choose that. Exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, all right, Samantha, you got number eight. All right. They go through depression. While a child may initially feel low or sad about the divorce, studies report that children of divorce are at risk of developing clinical depression. Even more concerning, a few are also at a higher risk of suicide threats or attempts. While these issues can impact kids of any age, they tend to be more prominent with kids age 11 and older. Boys may be more at risk of suicidal thoughts than girls. Enlisting the help of a licensed mental health professional is critically important for this reason. I can see this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. 100%. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and it's something uh, when a kid starts feeling like that, they don't know how to explain it or even bring it up to anybody because they're a kid, so they have no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that's where being educated on s- more stuff like that when you are younger mm-hmm. is can be beneficial because then you're like, you can almost start to like think a little bit more about it, you know, because I think that's when I started knowing I had like mental health problems or whatever is when I started like reading stuff and being like, well, I relate to this a lot. Mm -hmm. I mean, like maybe I do, you know, maybe I do need like help or something. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should talk about it. Whereas when you're a little kid, you just think, oh, well, you know, I'm sad or, Mm -hmm. you know, oh, there's a lot going on. So I'm sad, you know, where, where it could be a a way bigger issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Um, Number nine, they engage in risky behaviors, abuse of alcohol and drugs, aggressive behavior, and early introduction to sexual activity are also possible. For example, studies show that uh, teen girls tend to have sex at earlier ages when they live in a household where the father isn't present. Research does not show the same risk for boys, and this early sexual debut may be attributed attributed to several factors including modified beliefs about marriage and thoughts on childbearing it's interesting that one doesn't surprise me either to be honest though mm-hmm. i can see that one um because it does i think it it can do divorce i think does one of two things i think it either pushes you away from relationships like all right well you know it's not worth it i'm not doing all that or it is going to help you work harder on relationships because you're going to be like, okay, I don't want this to happen. Mm -hmm. So I want, you know, I don't want to get divorced or I don't want that to happen. Um, But I think 
some I think a lot of times too, especially depending on obviously their age, I think when it when the split happens, you're like, all right, well, relationships don't matter then because this is what it this is how it ends. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna have that view for at least probably a little bit. You're gonna have that view of well, it just ends like this. So yeah. why you know why do I need to try and make it work? I definitely think I land in the risky behavior <laughs> uh, category due to the age that I was and what I was doing shortly thereafter. I probably fit into this category. <laughs> um, for me, I think uh, where it says where the father isn't present, well, I think the next one is relationship struggles. Mm-hmm. Um I think the need to have a male figure was stronger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because I didn't have that. I don't know. What do you think? What? How are you, Samantha? Mm. I don't know. I didn't really. It was hard to get friends. So it was one of those things where I wasn't pushing to find a relationship mm-hmm. right away. Yeah. It was more like, let me just find some good friends. That are going to stay around. Yeah. Yeah, I think, well, and there's plenty of studies that show, like, the effects of not having a father around. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, I mean, you look at, like, you know, the age where people are, you know, commit crimes and stuff. Do you see that, like, oh, they didn't have their father around and that's why they, you know, started doing bad things, you know, way earlier stuff like that so like the effects are big so depending on you know and i i want to say like what kind of divorce because there's some people that they just realize all right yeah no this isn't gonna work Mm -hmm. and there's you know kind of able to just split and that be kind of the end of it and they don't have all those you know issues issues and stuff like that and then you got the exact opposite where they got nothing but issues and they were screaming at each other all the time and you know so you just, I think that always plays a role too is, you know, what's the relationship like between the parents still after the divorce, you yeah. know? Are they glaring at each other and being mean to each other like in the, you know, kids swap or anything like that? Or are they, you know, talking and interacting? Because though that's a very small, you know, portion of time, I think that plays a big, yeah. you I think know, it like, a, yeah, like that's something like as a kid without even knowing that's something you're really paying attention to oh, is yeah. how they're still acting towards each other. Cause if they're acting, you know, shitty towards each other, I feel like then that's going to get brought over into your relationships. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and the last one, 10, they face their own relationship struggles. Final studies show that when parents divorce, there's a good chance that their kids could wind up in the same position as adults. The idea here is that a split between parents may change a child's attitude towards relationships in general. They may be less enthused to enter long-term committed relationships. And living through divorce shows kids that there are many alternatives to family models. The research also suggests that children may choose cohabitation, so living together without being married, over marriage. However, it's worth noting that this is fairly normalized in our current culture regardless of family history. Definitely agree. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I think a lot of people say you should live together before you get married because, mm-hmm. but they actually say there's higher rate of divorce for people who live together prior to marriage than who move in together after. Well, the thing I always found funny is like in, in some of the other cultures where um, like 
marriage is like arranged and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like those people don't get divorced, and those people are but tested. Is it that's cultures where it's illegal. Well, yeah, I know some <laughs> cultures are illegal, but there's even been. Uh, I remember seeing something where, um, like they got a big group of people who you know met people and got married and all that, and then you know people who were in arranged marriages and all that stuff. And it showed that the people in arranged marriage were overall happier than the people who actually like picked their own person. That's mm-hmm. crazy. You know what I that mean? Which crazy. seems odd because it's like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, I got to pick my person, but you know, you just you just never know. You know. So I guess I, I thought that was weird, but I could also see it. I mean, I feel like you because I don't think you get to meet them. No. You, you pretty much just. You meet him at the wedding. Yeah, that's not for me. Husband, here's your husband and wife. Um, but I think I could see where they're happier though, is because they're they're already married, but they they get to do that beginning part of the relationship, which is always the good part of the relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Who who knows what that, you know, what that does. So they say the current divorce rate in the U.S., which I don't know where they get 2.9. That sounds weird to me. 2.9 per people per thousand people. So that's currently that's right now in tw- pretty low. Twenty twenty. Yeah, I think it's go. It's gotten lower. Mm-hmm. They say the rate of divorces in America is falling, which is which good. Is good. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's good. So it's two point three. So it's up from last year. Last year was two point three. It looks like. Okay. And right now it's 2.9. Which that's per 1,000 people. That's, I'm trying to think it's got to be, obviously, it's some, it's been pretty well steady somewhere between like three, three and two. Two, yeah. You know, two or three um, per 1,000 people. That's, yeah, that's pretty good considering in, what did I say, in like 2,000 it was like four. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's almost gone down half. Um, I wonder what, like, I wonder why that is. You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like, I wonder why that is. I feel like it probably is going to go back up and then back down again. Yeah. I wonder if you can tell if it's because, like, it was so high in the late 2000s. Well, now all those people in the early 90s, late 2000s are older and getting married and getting divorced less because maybe they come from divorce or not. You know, like yeah. I wonder, I wonder if they could figure out how many people are getting divorced that are from divorced families and from you know, yeah, families that were together. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fact that it's gone down when it was so high twenty something years ago, that I wonder if that's why it's so low as of right now is because all the kids that are getting married were from. Where there was more divorce, right? So they're trying to make sure they don't have, have that. To, yeah. <laughs> they don't have that. Um, they say there's currently over seven hundred and fifty thousand divorces in the U.S. each year. That's ridiculous. That's a lot. That's ridiculous. I think some of that comes from because I wonder if like, you know, how much of that comes from like, what if they weren't married for that long or doing a dumb thing you know and getting I mean? married. Yeah. In Vegas and yeah. then being yeah, like, oh like, shit, 
I need a divorce. Yeah, like I wonder how much of it's something like that. But even still, like seven hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a pretty ridiculous amount. Guatemala has the lowest divorce rate in the world. <laughs> really? Yeah. Hmm. You don't hear too much about Guatemala. No. And the Philippines and the Vatican are the only two countries where divorce is illegal. So then you're pretty much just stuck with that person. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Better pick right because you're... Right. <laughs> You're getting arrested otherwise. <laughs> Hopefully you don't have an arranged marriage that doesn't that work reminds out. Me, yeah, right. That reminds me of uh, in the show, uh, I don't think either one of you watched uh, Parks and Rec. Mm-mm. There's a Mm-mm. part where these people from, I, I don't remember where they're from, maybe Cuba or something. And he's like talking to the camera because it's set up like the office where they talk to the cameras and all that. And he's just naming like very basic things. He goes, you, you do this, straight to jail. Right away. <laughs> he goes, right away. Straight to jail. And it's like the most simple things, like st- things that aren't even bad. And he goes, you do that? Yeah. Straight to jail. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to find that clip. It's it's pretty funny, actually. You know, they say the average age for couples that get divorced for the first time is 30, according to the divorce statistics by age. Hmm. And I feel like that's because, in my opinion, I don't think you're really mature and um like i don't know i think you mature more in your 30s than you do obviously in your 20s mm-hmm. um but i think if you do get married young or you know in your 20s i think as long as you're able to grow together mm-hmm. i think well, that's I what think makes it work if you you gotta talk through everything i think yes. too that's another thing is you look at way down you know way back and then you look at you know, even 20 something years ago. And then you look at now mm-hmm. people were together, married and on their first kid by like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. And now like 18 year olds don't even know how to have a relationship yeah. at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, for, for me, I was that, I was a weird kid as far as like, usually most boys don't think about that stuff. You know, that's, that's what I wanted. I wanted a relationship and I wanted to get married and have kids and, and mm-hmm. do all that. You know, but at 18, I knew like, I'm like, yeah, I want all that, but like, I have to like learn and and grow as I get, and I'll get there eventually. And I'll know once I'm there, you know, whereas now, you know, you see, I remember seeing in high school kids that were going into the military being like, okay, well, we're just going to get married since I'm going into the military Mm -hmm. and not one of those couples that I've seen are together now because they're just they're doing it for all the wrong reasons you know what i mean so um but i mean now you look at grandma and grandpa still together they've Mm -hmm. been together for how long you know so it was just 60 yeah times are times are different this year they've been together for 60 years that's insane yeah that's insane crazy um but yeah i mean you think about it like that just shows how much times were different yeah. then versus now because, you know, I don't know how old they were when they had their first kid, but I'm sure they weren't, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder what the average is, how how much the average has changed. Obviously, you got your oops, teen pregnancies mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But, like, as far as, like, planned pregnancies or, like, you know, like, like couples having, t- I feel like it's got to be, like, m- like 
maybe like yeah people early are mid even to late until they're 30 20s. there's yeah there's some people wait until like mm-hmm. 30s they want to make sure that they went through their 20s without children before they bring right. kids in and they feel like they didn't get to live right well yeah i never understood that part, i don't though. either i never understood there's a lot of people that say stuff like that yeah oh, i didn't even get to live yet well what do you mean what you've been doing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like what are, you, what are you talking about yeah like that yeah there's always going to be stuff you haven't done and yet I'm sure but there's, there's perks of having kids at an earlier age too because then you know you so get to experience everything and then you're young think right your younger grandparents mm-hmm. and you can so do for 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 me what i what how i saw it was like i want to be able to do like activities with my right. kids well if i have my kid at 30 something by the time he's you know in his teens i'm gonna be like 50 yeah i'm gonna be old and worn out (laughs) i'm gonna be wanting to do all that kind of stuff 50 is not old no 50 is not old no No, i don't think 50 but you're not able to do like i'm not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to play like you can play basketball at age 50 yeah but not like intensely you know what i mean like i want to be able to like see now coach and play i have to say i disagree because i feel like as long as you keep yourself in shape that's true that's true (laughs) i might be able to we'll see um that kid will keep you on average (laughs) yeah maybe but i got bad knees already so i can't imagine what my knees are gonna be like at 50 (laughs) um but yeah no i mean i i think it'd be like you said too though you get to be younger while you have your kids and mm-hmm. then when they start having kids you're a little bit younger so you're around more right you know if you don't have your first kid till say even like 35 mm-hmm. you know by the time they're ready to settle down and have kids you're you're <laughs> you're pretty well you know you're retired yeah you're <laughs> retired already and just kind of chilling <laughs> you know what I mean? um but uh one thing i did see was um one of the so-called benefits to divorce is actually a closer relationship with each parent. Yes. Um, because they're, you get to spend quality you, yeah, you're time. spending more time with each of them. Whereas when parents are together, it's all usually always mm-hmm. the both of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're always doing stuff. So, I mean, you still do stuff separately, but it's usually more, you know, like bigger activities are done together. Yeah. Whereas in a divorced, you know, household, you're going to do big things with each of them separately. Right. And you're going to kind of be able to, you know, have that closer bond with both of them. So I could see that. They actually say that the parents actually become better parents when they have you. I don't know if we necessarily had that. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I don't think it changed much. No. um, But percentage-wise, I think, because if you think about it, like, they have to be more involved. Well, I guess every case is different, but they usually have to be around them more, you know, when mm-hmm. it's their time to be with their child. Right. So you're engaging more with mm-hmm. your child yeah. than what you would have. Well, yeah, because I think, I think when you're, you know, obviously when you're still together or whatnot, you, you're coming home to them every day right. and, and all that. So there's no, you know, so there there is times where you're just like, oh, just, you know, leave me alone for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas... If you're only seeing them three days a week mm-hmm. or two days a week or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be, then you're like, okay, I need to make sure, you know, I'm soaking up the the time I got now because obviously in a couple of days I'm not going to have him or her for the next few yeah. days. So I definitely could see that. Um, I did see that um, they say that kids start to 
learn healthy boundaries at an earlier age when they go through divorce. I could see that. Um, I could see that. I think depending on how the divorce was, you know what I mean? Like if they, if the parents are co-parenting properly and all that, they can kind of see that like, you know, they've set certain boundaries and stuff like that. And that's kind of how they, you know, learn, Mm -hmm. um, from it. So I seen something about that too. Um, but yeah, you guys got anything else? I don't think so. Nope. I think that's that's all I got. Yeah. <laughs> so, see, it wasn't as bad as we were thinking it was no. going to be. You know, we thought it was going to be a mo- more emotional podcast. I don't think it was, though. No. Nah. Not too bad, anyway. Mm-mm. All right. Well, uh, yep, we'll leave it there then and um, try and find some new topics. I'm not even going to say it this time. You guys already <laughs> know. You guys already know, so I'm not even going to say it this time. All right. Everybody have a great rest of your day. Bye, guys. Bye.